Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9 on 2FM. Tomorrow, is it tomorrow, Neve? It's tomorrow. It's, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Every day. Every, every day. day. Every day. Women's day uh, she's here. Yeah, she is here. And she's told us about bags of poo on the moon, uh, the search for <laughs> alien life and all sorts of mad stuff. Uh, she's back now with great news. Dr. Neve Shaw, welcome back in studio. How's it going? Good. It's always lovely to see you. I couldn't get an answer. Nobody could explain to me, so we had to get you back in. Um, I couldn't get my head around why the Northern Lights were visible from Ireland? That's a really good question. It Thank is, you. It is unusual. So we have the sun, right, that gives us light and heat, but the sun is very reactive and it has a kind of a life cycle. And so every kind of five years, it's very reactive. It has a, it kind of goes from solar minimum to solar maximum, it's what it's called. And so when it's at solar maximum, it's really, really reactive and it tends to have a lot of storms. And when it has storms, which are kind of magnetic storms, it can it can sometimes just eject a massive amount of, uh, of radiation and they're called coronal mass ejections or CMEs. And there was a massive one on Saturday Saturday night and sometimes they happen the other side of where Earth is is positioned but that particular one was we were sort of in that direction so it came along our path and we have an atmosphere and there's a magnetic field around Earth and that kind of protects us and um, but the but at the top and the bottom where the poles are we tend to see the northern lights there because uh, the magnetic field kind of behaves differently and so the ions that are in the air like oxygen which is the gas that we breathe and nitrogen that's made up of they react to those ions as they come towards us the kind of greens are oxygen and the nice purples and blues are nitrogen but because of that coronal mass ejection what happened was on Sunday and Monday people were seeing this much 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 lower down as low down as Ireland because it was kind of coming straight at us in a way and that's why Ireland saw the Northern Lights although I didn't very see them very well explained no, I didn't see them is it true you can see them with, like you need a very special lens to see them or I mean what, no, what do they look like with them. the naked eye they see, they're fine they, they, okay. some of them are very strong some of them are very light but Depends. you need to be in a you need to be in a dark area you know so if you're in the city they could be happening and you may not see them so again it's around but it's about light pollution so again up in the poles it's much uh, you know it's much yes. quieter up there so they're really Darker. beautiful I would give anything to see them I, I've always wanted to go you're always wanting to get out of Ireland. You're always wanting to head off somewhere, you. <laughs> Space. <laughs> you know yourself, you. Any, any bus. Any, you, any bus or Lewis, I'll jump on. Oh, yeah, well, I'd say so. We can't keep you here. Uh, listen, um, we need to talk about this. You've met them both. So yeah. who are the Irish women headed to space and how jealous are you? Oh, yeah. No, it's great. And they're two really nice people as well. So it's kind of like if they were horrible, you'd kind of go, mm, but they're actually really nice. So okay. the first one is is this girl called Rian, Rhiannon Adam. And she was selected by this billionaire, this Japanese billionaire called Yusaku Mazewa. And he has paid for SpaceX, Mr. Elon Musk, Tesla, blah, 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 his first mission to the moon. And this guy has paid for his passage plus six other artists. And she was selected from a worldwide um, competition. She was selected. So I met her just before Christmas and it's just like, it was like about a week after the announcement was made. So her Is whole it true life she's changed. a... She's a photographer. She's a photographer and she's what she loves using like you know what they call like analog photography so not digital so she likes using you know those insta insta 
picks whatever they are she uses that and then she kind of scratches them and, and so she wants to do that in real time as she's travelling around you're the moon, being which very beautiful. nice Dr. Neve Shaw that a photographer is heading up to I know space. I'm kind of hoping she'd put me in her suitcase or something you know go on you Zach give her a go and you've and met her and, and she's how, lovely how does she feel about it is she nervous yeah she is she's nervous but she sort of feels a bit like the way I do she sort of feels like it's a fantastic opportunity unbelievable and um, you know how incredible it would be to happen it's quite dangerous because yeah. a maiden voyage you know on a new spacecraft and stuff there's there's a lot at stake but I think they're all aware of it the other people that are on it as well there's another guy that I know Tim Dodd he's he's a big influencer about space another lovely guy and he's he's Do obsessed I need to follow him on Instagram now you should be following him he's called he's called um, Everyday Astronaut Everyday Astronaut yeah, okay he's become his own, his own YouTube channel like he's literally become a professional broadcaster about rockets he's brilliant he's also going and he's very pragmatic about it and then the other girl Irish woman that's, that is definitely headed to space is uh, they announced the new batch of East astronauts there in November and uh, there's a girl called Rosemary Coogan uh, born in Belfast she's She's mainly kind of English, but we can we can claim her as our own, really. Yeah. And um, she's just finishing up her job in uh, in Paris. She works for the French space agency CNES. She's an astrophysicist, and she's working on the James Webb Telescope. She's an amazing career. No bothers her. She's no, like, exactly. I'm like off. it's yeah. unbelievable. Laters. These people. They're on. Like you can tell why she was selected, and like so modest and lovely. So I got to interview her for for the Irish Times and and Rhiannon there um, a month ago, and. Again, she starts on the 1st of April. She starts her training in earnest. She goes to Cologne, which is the astronaut centre uh, for the European Space Agency. And the amazing thing for her, she's entering at a time when the European Space Agency have spaces to go to the moon. So she could be going to the moon and oh everything. Oh my God. It's incredible. How much, okay, so she's going in April. How much training are we talking? She does, a, you do one full year of kind of training where you go, this is a switch for this. So she has to learn all of the, all of the instruments on board the International Space Station, the Soyuz and the SpaceX capsules. And then she has to learn about every single thing that could possibly go wrong. They do medical training. They do dentistry. They do, and um, they have to learn about how to conduct all the experiments that they, they might be involved in, how the oxygen filter works, how, the food system works they have to learn everything because there be there could be a chance when it's broken and they have to know how to fix it so when they go up to spe- like where like how long is that going to take so it's hard to say, but what they do is they invest in their astronauts like they expect them to have at least two missions. So it's it's about a 20 or 30 year career that she's got ahead of her. So she should she should definitely fly at least twice. The, the, the existing batch of current astronauts or six of those, more than likely they'll get first dibs on going to the moon. But then, you know, once they do that, then it, I'm sure that you know, she like in, in thirty years, the likelihood of her having a mission to the moon is highly likely. Yes, absolutely. And she's so lovely as well. Oh, stop saying they're lovely! But Come they on, tell us your man jealous. So, I am jealous. Of course, yeah. I'm jealous. But like they are, when they're nice, you kind of go, ah, yeah. ah, go on, yeah. And I couldn't like what 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 Rosemary. You know, I I didn't I don't have what she has. Like they're very exceptional people get that get selected by space agencies to be astronauts. They are very very unique people. They're very modest. They're really smart, but they're also really nice people. You know, mm. they're very grounded and they're very unique. They're very unique. They are unique. Yeah, people yeah. who are extraordinary, talented, and, and no ego. And no ego. Yeah, yeah. It's a very unique thing. 
Wow. She has it in spades. So well, that's good lovely to, to hear. Good luck to good both luck of them. Both um, them. How are you honouring Ireland's other women of space this week? Tell us. Well, this evening, um, I'm working with another bunch of lovely, lovely women uh, from, from the Irish space sector. We all really care and value the women that came before us. And there's a lot of unsung heroes, whether they're come from the 1800s or even as far back as the 1960s. There's a lot of women that were contributing to space science and, and understanding our universe uh, at a time when, you know, women just you know some women uh, you know they studied it and then they you know they weren't even allowed practice mm. what they studied or they were just put in the back you know and told to just be computers which were which were counters and some of them were lucky enough to marry men who were feminists and gave them a platform them to go on and, and pursue their passion about space so we are we're going to do this every year and we're starting this year. It's in Dunsink um, Observatory there in Finglas. And uh, four women, uh, Lorraine Hanlon, who's, who heads up the AirSat, Ireland's first satellite. Uh, Katrina Jackman, who's a professor from uh, Dunsink Observatory. Angela Byrne, she's amazing. She's an historian who's specialist, who's specialised in, in gathering stories about Irish si- female science writers who've kind of been forgotten and, and scientists. And then uh, we also have Ali Boyle from Science Foundation Ireland who, who leads up the education office of, for the European Space Agency. They're all nominating women that they feel, um, um, you know, should be championed. And then the audience get to nominate with a Slido. And they get to decide who is this year's trailblazer. So... Yeah. Amazing event. Uh, now, last time you were in, we spoke about the Irish satellite, uh, as you, I yeah. think, just mentioned there, heading for space. Yeah. What delayed it? So, um, the the AirSat satellite is going to, is part of many satellites that are going to be deployed by this rocket called Vega C, and Vega C is a new rocket that's going to be that's being used by the European Space Agency for launches. But the, on the very first Vegas Sea launch, they ran into difficulty and the rocket didn't make it. And so they've done a huge analysis. And last week they came up with the reason why it happened. And there was a basically a component, a part that came from manufacturer in Ukraine that was flawed. And that's what caused the incident. So now they've got 15 flights or launches backed up. And so it probably looks likely that the satellite will probably launch now at the end of the year. So okay. it was supposed to be Christmas. It was supposed to be bang in the new year and then it was supposed to be kind of April, maybe the summer. But I'd say now it'd be the end of the year. But okay. we're still going. Oh, you still, you know, nothing's stopping you guys. Um, why is everyone sending stuff to Jupiter? Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was thinking that. Wouldn't you? If I could. So there's a mission there already from, from NASA, do you know? Um, but, uh, but the European Space Agency are launching in April uh, from South America, from their launch pad in Karoo, um, their mission, which has been about 14 years in the in the making, called JUICE, which is Jupiter's icy moons um, explorer. So they're going to be looking at the three icy moons um, around Jupiter to understand them better, to understand where the water is, what the moisture is like, what the atmosphere is like, because they could be potential uh, planets they're not really planets, they're moons, but they could potentially be very like Earth in terms of having huge amounts of water available. <gasps> so it, it heads off 2023 and they arrive in 2030 because that's how wow. far away Jupiter is. Yeah, oh seven years. God, that is crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. It takes so long. Seven years, I wouldn't have yeah. the patience to be I know, in the just space. Be sitting there waiting. Industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very slow industry. You've got oh, to, so you've got to slow. think of these timelines. Yeah, like so they say. Like if you work uh, in a space agency, you kind of have one gig, yeah. and that's your whole career. You know, so you might end up, you might come in at the end of somebody else's sort of mission. But if you're lucky, you have one mission, and your whole career is that one mission. It's enough, you know? though. Ah, it's enough. Yeah, ah, you've enough to be doing. Enough to be doing. Speaking <laughs> of moons. Neve, uh, why are scientists saying that the moon this will need its deadly. own time zone? This is deadly. I loved this. So up until now, when we sent uh, people to the moon, which happened to be gentlemen, 
um, their loss are, yeah. are soon that will soon be changing by the way in 2024 2025 we'll have a, a woman on the moon um, um, so when they head off everything is based on the time for mission control so say for instance you or I were mission control here in RT in Dublin and we had something on the moon they would follow our time which is what 10.36 March 7th right yeah. so now because everybody's now heading to the moon you might have somebody now with a mission from India so now you've got somebody talking about India's time zone and then you've got somebody from China talking about the Chinese time zone. So if you've got three different missions happening on the moon at the same time, in order for them to coordinate, you have to find a way to make that happen. And then the other thing is, is that... Walkie-talkies. Is that yeah, walkie-talkies is fine. But then the other thing is that the moon will have like a 14-day night and it will have like it will have constant sunlight at the kind of at its equator for 29 days in a row. So they have to come up with a way to sort of unify missions when they're all on the moon in a way that from America, from China and from France and from Ireland's Morty Centre, that we're all singing off the same hymn sheet, if yes. you want, if you know what I mean. Because on Earth, we are all working off like, you know, Greenwich Mean Time or, or UTC, Universal Time. And then everything is based off that. So they're trying to figure out, is there some way we can do that on the moon so that everybody understands they're working from the, the the same reference point on the moon, and then we work back from that. Okay. It's very calm. I've thought about that many times. Would that keep you awake at night? That would, because I thought about it from Mars. Because if we actually went to Mars, we'd have the same problem. And you're kind of going like, how can you tell the time? Because in Mars, you have a different even like a year is even different on Mars, and a day is different on Mars. Yeah. It's stuff like that it's, it's mad like stuff like very different stuff keeps me awake at night like, what, what would keep you awake <laughs> thinking, oh, what are we going to make for the dinner tomorrow <laughs> what have I got in the fridge <laughs> or how do I get a day off in the next 12 months but you know what they're just as important you mentioned that you were going to have a, a woman uh, going to the moon Yes, so um, so we have. I've been following this fanatically, the Artemis mission, Ugh, and yeah, I went. I saw it roll out this amazing rocket roll out there, you know, on St Patrick's Day last year, and I attended two two launch attempts in August, and then they they launched just in the middle of Science Week, so I don't actually get to see it launch live. But anyway, I saw it remotely. That was the first of many, many, many missions that are going to be headed to the moon, and it was the first one without any people on board to check everything. Mm. So the second one, which will probably be happening probably next year, will. Have people on board, but they don't land on the moon again. It's another test one. But the third one, they promise it's going to there will be a, the the first woman land on the moon finally, and a person of color finally. And they've set a ta they've wow. set one woman the task of finding that astronaut. That, that is amazing news. What year are we talking? I'd say twenty twenty five. Okay, twenty twenty six. That's see, I can deal. I can live with that. Yeah, it's not too far away. No, and it's essential. You know, because we sh we should have had women on the moon. We could have had, you know, they had this. They clean, like they might pick up the dirt that all the lads left. We wouldn't have poo bags on the moon. I tell you, if we were there, poo Jen. bags, just lastly, poo bags. What else is on the moon? Um, golf balls. That's right. Letters, uh, Letters photographs, photograph. little little sculptures. What like we wouldn't the moon is filthy. Well, we would have put net curtains up anyway. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Neve Shaw, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, where can people follow you and keep up with all your spacey adventures? Instagram at Dior for the Doctor underscore Neve for the name Neve underscore Shaw for yes. Shaw, and similarly on Twitter. And I'll I don't, share it on I don't know page. what people think of Twitter anymore, but I'm still, gone. I'm still there. I'm still there. You're everywhere. Waving. <laughs> I'm still Go there. I'm still here. still here. I have a go at TikTok, but I don't think I'm nearly as smart as, as the young ones, but I give it a go. Give it a go. Give it all a go. Dr. Neve Shaw, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from nine. On 2FM.